It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. We are into the final hour of today's program, and it being just after 2 o'clock, it brings us to this new recurring segment here on the program. I am calling the top two at two. The top two topics of today's program. There's some alliteration in there. Uh, The top two topics of today's program. uh, I will uh, give a brief summary and then share with you why, why I feel uh, they are so important. Obviously, uh, open to discussion. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. Uh, First and foremost, not necessarily something that you'll read about in the news or on the headlines, but it's a theme that has struck me, in particular over the past 24 hours. And it's a, a fundamental question that I am still working on answering. And as the program continues today, we'll be speaking uh, with a, a former lawmaker, or I'm sorry, a former teacher who is currently a lawmaker in the Utah House of Representatives, as well as some uh, communications experts, therapists who uh, deal with family communication. What am I getting at? Well, we have over this past week experienced a, a great trauma in this country. Set your politics aside. Uh, Whatever you believe, uh, you you certainly have to agree that the events at the Capitol, the fact that we are uh, that we have impeached now for the second time the president of the United States, plus all of the division that has grown as a result of these events, that none of it is ideal. None of it is something that you would wish upon the nation that you love. And so if the objective is uh, to heal and come together and try to understand and unify, which I believe it is and should be, what can you and I do about it? What can you and I do about uh, bringing folks together? What, what do the conversations look like? I mentioned we'll have a former teacher on the air. Some of these conversations are taking place in classrooms across this great state right now. What do those conversations look like? How should they look? I'll admit that I have, uh, in my life, been guilty of something that I, uh, you know, since becoming a talk show host here on KSL News Radio, I have very much looked to correct. I have a shortcoming, and it is, it's, it's a tendency to surround myself only with those uh, whom I agree See what I'm saying? You create an echo chamber for yourself. I've tried to overcome that. I try on this program to uh, open, you know, the the phone lines and the studio here and the text message lines. We've got social media and email. I try to uh, make sure that as we present stories, uh, regardless of what my opinion may be, uh, but that this program allows for uh, all sides to be uh, represented and presented. I need to do more of that in my own life. I have friends I grew up with, and we used to uh, run around and throw snowballs at each other. And in the in the summertime, uh, we'd find creeks to splash in. 
And those same uh, young friends of mine in my growing up years have today, you know, due to political differences and ideological differences and uh, just basic differences in beliefs, uh, I have in some cases uh, become wholly estranged from those friends who were with me side by side, skinning our knees together, going through the, the formative years of life. Trading notes about our respective firsts, the first time we held a girl's hand. Yeah, uh, some of those folks with whom I share the most treasured of memories, the most precious of memories, today, you know, I look back and it's been four, five, six, a dozen years since we've had any contact, and I believe it to be because of our differences of opinions on things. I need to be better about fostering that. And I think that by so doing, and by you and I adopting that attitude together and collectively, that we can come to understand that there is much more about which we agree uh, than that we disagree. Anyway, I, I know it sounds uh, you know, kind of like an after-school special, that can't we just all get along, something like that. But, but the truth is, as it is such a fundamental reality, and we are at such a fundamentally dysfunctional chapter of history that maybe it is appropriate uh, to go back to the very basics. So I'll tell you what. Let me lay down a challenge for you. I'm going to do this myself. In fact, I know just who I'm going to call. Think to yourself about someone uh, who may have, at one stage of your life, occupied a very close position. Someone with whom you had a relationship uh, years ago. One of smiles and laughter and fun and happiness and adventure. And yet somehow, for whatever reason, politics in particular, maybe you have uh, fallen out of communication. Give them a call. Give them a call and be blunt about the reason for your call. Say, hey, listen. Why, why haven't we been in touch? I, I know we disagree on things. I've seen your posts on Facebook. I, I know how you feel about this or that. And I think you know that I feel differently about that. But what I do think that we can both agree on is that we do care for each other and that our shared positivity and our shared optimistic outlook on the future will, if spread further or spread far and wide enough, may very well trickle upwards to those uh, who represent us. Anyway, I'll get off this, but, uh, but do that, would you? And if you do that and you have a good experience, which I think you will, uh, give me a call tomorrow. Let's talk about it. In fact, I'm going to make a note to, uh, about this. I'm going to set some time aside tomorrow, and what we'll do is I'll make my phone call. I'll speak to that old friend of mine I haven't had contact with in so many years. And then tomorrow, uh, let's say let's say 2.15. Or no, I think we have something scheduled then. Let's call it 2.30. Tomorrow at 2.30, and I'm just making this up on the fly, so Producer Amy, if I'm screwing up the schedule for tomorrow, my apologies. But at 2.35 tomorrow, you and I will meet right back here, and we're going to report on the conversations we had. They may be difficult, but I think they're important and necessary. And if you keep listening through the duration of today's program, uh, we're going to have an expert on later on who might be able to give a tip or two on how to navigate that conversation. You and I will join back here together and report on uh, on that conversation. Oh, producer Amy writes back, uh, lets me know that 235 is all good, clear. So 235 tomorrow, we're reporting on our conversations. Now, I've rambled on pretty long about this topic. It is one of two important topics today that 
As you make your way back to the kitchen table around your family tonight as you break bread together, uh, the other question you might discuss is in the United States Senate. Whether or not a trial should uh, commence, whether or not a trial following the impeachment of the president uh, is necessary, if it should uh, go on. And at that, and while it's difficult, uh, you might want to debate what you hope the outcome might be. That's the next chapter in what is playing out over this past week. A chapter uh, that will <laughs> that'll be played out in conjunction, in parallel, right alongside uh, the very first days of the Biden administration. Fascinating times. Uh, very much looking forward to our conversations tomorrow at 2.35 on these tough conversations we're going to have with our old friends. We're going to take a break right now. And when we return, we are going to jump back into another ongoing segment here on KSL News Radio, a close eye on Capitol Hill, specifically Utah's Capitol Hill, an eye on the Hill 2021, a conversation with a new lawmaker. Galen Benyon will be my guest next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.